Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. This week we'll be talking about Season 4, Episode 11 of Moose and Men, and Season 4, Episode 12, Soldier of the Month. Let's start with Moose and Men. Um, the basic premise, uh, Frank and Hawkeye are on a journey. They are coming back from um, helping out um, injured people far away. And they run into a colonel and... Um, Hawkeye gets runs into a puddle, gets mud all over him. The colonel is not happy with him, but Hawkeye just drives away. That's one one story. Another one is Sergeant Zale. His wife sent him a letter saying she had an affair, but she loves him and wants him back. So those are the two basic stories. Well, and the rest is what happens throughout those things. Well, I mean, you know, including that the fact that the colonel then ends up getting, getting wounded. Getting wounded on... And they actually brought him back yeah. on their way back from. Yeah. So he got wounded, and they carried him back in the car. And yeah. the um, colonel had specifically told Colonel Potter, mm. I do not want this man to work on me. Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye, Hawkeye was, you know, being Hawkeye, insubordinate. He was, um, you know, at the checkpoint, he basically told the colonel to just blow off. And he said, I just spent you know hours putting people back together putting knitting 80 pieces of anatomy into 40 civilians okay was the line was the line okay i'm tired and yeah so and he just drove off mm -hmm. and that colonel did did not respect him whatsoever but as we've seen in other episodes you want the best when you're in surgery mm -hmm. so colonel potter did put him in charge and he saved his life. Yeah. Yeah. There were um, the colonel. Uh, you looking for the colonel's name? Um, no, I have that, but I, I wrote what he had behind the heart. He uh, had he, shrapnel in the heart muscle. Yep. Which not a normal surgeon would be able to get out. He had to move the heart. He had to, you know. Move a lot of he, it was a lot a big surgery. Yeah. So yeah, he he took multiple saved. large pieces of shrapnel out of this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and um, then he went to Colonel Potter. So I guess yeah, there's a lot more to this. He went to Colonel Potter and he wanted Hawkeye to be reprimanded for his mm. disrespect when he ran into the puddle and got mud all over him. And Potter said, "Hey, guess what? You owe your life to this man." your life and mm -hmm. um he still didn't see it that way he called hawkeye over and said you know it, he was very he was not respectful whatsoever he said your colonel told me that you put me back together so hawkeye said well you know great for the thing thank you for the thank you or whatever and he's mm -hmm. like don't thank me thank your colonel he's the one that said it mm -hmm. well don't you have something to say to me colonel I work in an artillery. I shoot people. I shoot people who you wouldn't be able to see if you stood on top of them. Nobody ever thanked me for doing my job. Yeah. As a favor to your colonel, I'm not going to press charges. I'm not going to lower the boom on you. You're not. Oh, thank you. Thank you, colonel. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he specifically Please. said... Please, another bottle on this man, for this man, <laughs> on my tab. On my tab, I love thank that. Thank you, Colonel. <laughs> oh, thank you. 
and the whole um, Sergeant Zale thing, um, Captain Honeycutt was helping him write a letter because Captain uh, uh, Colonel uh, Captain Zale is a Captain no. Sergeant Zale. Sergeant Zale hit the when he read his letter he hit a pole in the mess tent and he, injured his hand. Well, he he punched the uh, stove, the heater. The heater. Yeah, it didn't help that he was uh, drinking bourbon rather heavily that morning. So, um... Because when he broke his hand, he said, I don't feel it. That's because the pain is swimming upstream against the bourbon sergeant. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Zell's all broken up about the fact that his wife had an affair and was asking for, um, his forgiveness. I treated her like a queen. I gave her everything she wanted. Her own bowling shoes. Paid for her brother to go through college. Paid for all the teeth in her mother's mouth. So, I mean, Zale was quite broken up. and She had an affair like, with a neighbor or something. And um, mm -hmm. so Captain Honeycutt was helping him write a letter. And Captain Honeycutt was urging him to forgive her. Yeah. And he was like, no, can't forgive her. This is unforgivable. Unforgivable. So when Honeycutt was looking for him later, Radar had told him, well, he might be with his moose. Mm-hmm. Well, he was with his moose. Um, mm. I don't know if you have a what a moose. Well, if you are. remember from the episode The Moose, basically that's a Korean woman that uh, takes care of your needs. I think. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because and whatever your needs are, Sun Lee was someone that didn't have to take care of manly needs or yeah, sexual in, needs. in in the moose, you know, she. It was no hanky-panky with uh, her GI, but apparently that wasn't quite the case here with Sergeant Zale because at one point when BJ goes to her hut where he finds Zale, um, you know, he says, she doesn't understand a word of English. Well, how do you communicate? Ah, she just knows what I'm thinking and she like she grabs his him. hand and starts kind of caressing it that's not what I was <laughs> thinking so they you know it was so more than that just something was more than just uh, a friendship yeah well yeah <laughs> she was more than just his uh, personal caretaker oh and I forgot a whole nother part Frank's extra paranoia yeah after the colonel gets uh, blown up and you know, they're, they get stopped at a checkpoint where the colonel is one of the GIs who is uh, acting as an MP there and, like, searching civilians for explosives and such. And um, So, yeah, Frank is just gets super paranoid. He ends up He's, putting sandbags around his bunk. He inspects the Koreans. It's kind of funny because Radar stood behind him, like he was saying, the washwoman, oh, she could carve the soap. You know, and put a bomb in it. Put a bomb in it. And, the, you know, he was saying what they all could mm. do. And Radar was standing behind him saying, no, 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 that's okay. You know, I'll, I'll take care of it. Come to me. You, you know? you'll, you'll report every day from now on when coming into the camp. And you'll have to get a pass. And Radar just like, no, me, no, no. me. Come to me. Come to yeah. me. It was, you will be here at five. And Radar's like, six. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sort of thing. It was 
cute, but then and yeah. then he saw someone burying something, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, they're burying bombs!" Yeah, when he was checking his clothes with a wooden stick to make sure they weren't booby trapped, and checking his toothpaste for explosives, he saw two Koreans burying a pot out in the field. Which you just assume you know what it is, mm. but Frank didn't. He thought it was a bomb. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Hawkeye is reclining out there later and Frank because he comes... did stay up all night with this colonel he yeah. didn't just put him back together he yeah. slept in the bed next to him yeah. to make sure there was no more blood in his in his chest tube chest tube yeah because yeah. so. he had to keep draining that because of how much trauma there was and and there was the guys thoracic that cavity died throughout the night so yeah because Margaret did say, we have nurses for that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, if it was the nurses, he wouldn't have made it. I need to stay here and clean out his chest tube. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. there was a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. But, yeah, it's funny because we see Hawkeye just reclining in, like, a lawn chair trying to catch a nap. And Frank comes out there with a bunch of enlisted men with a metal detector, which I don't know what help that would given this particular instance but you know he's searching for a bomb this guy who's in a catcher's outfit says here sir here's some fresh earth and so then they dig up the pot that the koreans buried kimchi and yeah (laughs) frank just looks befuddled at the mention of kimchi and uh so it was coleslaw yeah (laughs) or uh, Hawkeye, don't you understand, man? You struck coleslaw. <laughs> yeah, kimchi. It's just fermented, like yeah, fermented. Korean fermented cabbage. Put it in a pot, put it in a ground, let it ferment. Very good for you, they say. Yeah. Yeah, you need a it lot for of your fermented gut. stuff. Yes. Is yeah. Uh, but the the final scene was great. Uh, Hawk and BJ played on Frank's paranoia. They blew up two <laughs> surgical gloves. One, two, three. Pop. Pop. And then Frank just sits up with this lighter that he had bought off of the one Korean merchant. and um, It was a lighter that looked like a gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Very, very interesting episode. Just because of the fact too that Zale was so upset about his wife having an affair yet him having one was just a typical that's a war thing to do mm-hmm. I guess same as many well it yeah I, I have issues with that but like it says here in the wiki um, we remember a similar situation happened in life with father where Henry Blake who was also cheating on his wife with other women finds out in a letter that his wife had been cheating on him and he's very broken up about it and uh, just says here this could be a reference to how men thought and established their superior status over their wives in the 50s and before because you have to re- remember it was a different time you it know, was you can't look at with the eyes of now yeah and you know like I've done research on uh, JFK and one of the sources that I came across for that did mention, you know, it, young men were kind of expected to sow their wild oats in those days. And 
It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse, but it was the times. Yeah. You know, I I can say I remember, you know, a whole different world before mm-hmm. the 70s and the burning of the bras and the glorious mm-hmm. diamonds and mm-hmm. the women that we respect today. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Hawkeye, though. Mm-hmm. He brings, even to this era, mm-hmm. uh, a respect for women, a respect yeah. for races, a respect for Everyone. Yeah. Yes. And I think for this this age I just respect him so much for mm-hmm. his insight on people are people yeah no absolutely that's why I love Hawkeye uh, a few other little quotes that I picked up and fun facts from this episode we start the episode uh, like Gloria had said with Hawkeye and Frank riding in in a jeep <laughs> and I love it because they stop along the road <laughs> And there's, they stop. Where do they stop? At a sign that says, don't stop here. You are I under understand. surveillance. Frank wants a picture of the sign. You're under direct fire. <laughs> yeah. I want a shot of this. And all of a sudden you it's see a ricochet. Shooting. Yeah, so do they. Get in the Jeep. <laughs> don't stop here. You're under direct fire. Frank says, stop here. Yeah. Uh, when they get back to MASH with the colonel and a Korean civilian who also got hit, uh, Frank... Oh. is ordered to work on the Korean and he says why do I always get stuck with the Indians when you get the Cowboys and Colonel Potter's there and he looks up at Burns and says I'm a quarter Cherokee and Frank just does a Frank thing he's like oh raises his hand how how <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my uh, Zale's wife is named Hilda with two L's apparently we don't that's, see that, but that's what he says. Um, the morning after Hawkeye stayed up all night with the Colonel, with Colonel, oh, what's the name here? Spiker. Spiker with Colonel Spiker. Margaret comes in and says, "You did a wonderful job." Yes, I, thought I that want was to congratulate cool. you, and she holds out her hand to shake his, and he says, "Thank you. I'm very touched." And aroused. <laughs> and then she said, "Why do you have why to? Why do you have to always ruin every special moment?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let so me that, ruin it for you in the morning. That was kind of. It was, was really touching fun. though for Margaret to do that. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. She sees the, the difference between Frank and Hawkeye and Billy. Yeah. And yeah. Um. When Frank starts poking around Hawkeye when he's reclined in the field, one of the things. Hawkeye does is he kind of grabs onto Frank and holds his left arm up in front of him with his wrist cocked and he says to Frank I must warn you my falcon will be here in 30 seconds I just I thought that was cute uh what are some other fun facts I just thought it was weird how paranoid Frank was in this episode was it because he went away and left the camp and his security do you think he was so extra paranoid in this episode. Yeah. The guys with Frank. him, do you, I think those are his security? Is that what you were asking? No, I'm asking why Frank was so much more paranoid in this episode than ever before. I've never seen him this... I mean, he's always well, I think paranoid. It was, I think it was because of what happened with the colonel. With the colonel. Yeah. Okay. You know, because of... He saw him safe and then all of a sudden he's... Okay. Yeah. You know, because they were checking for enemies there. Um... 
few things that they list on the wiki page. When Margaret wakes Hawkeye in post-op, she mentions that Lieutenant Snyder is the nurse on duty. The identity of this nurse is unknown. So we don't know who she is. Yeah. Lois Foraker plays the nurse who tells Hawkeye that Spiker wants to see him. Despite the number of lines she has, the part is not credited. So mm. not in the credits, but we have her here. Lois Foraker, uh, uncredited see Nurse Abel. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because uh, Nurse Abel is Nurse, nurse Abel. Abel. Yeah, Kelly was a Nurse Abel. Everybody's a Nurse I'm Abel. I'm sure Bobby Mitchell was a Nurse Abel. <laughs> I think the only nurse uh. that was never Nurse Abel was probably Ginger Bayless, Odessa Cleveland. Um, so yeah, guest cast, Johnny Hamer as Sergeant Zomo Zale, Tim O'Connor as Colonel Spiker. Uh, this, the production code was G503, so this was actually recorded before a lot of the other episodes we've oh. gotten to this season. Yeah. First aired November 21st, 1975. 1975. Wow, that's. I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> that tells okay. you my age. <laughs> I was minus <laughs> nine. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, 1975, that would have been 30, 40 years ago. 40 years ago is when this first aired. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. <laughs> Next. Well, that's the air date. It was 40 years ago. That's all I'm saying. I remember the episode. Uh, yeah. From the original. Nice. I never miss the show, ever. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway, season four, episode 12, Soldier of the Month. Basically. Suck up one. Basically, what ends up happening here, the two stories... We see the first, I'm assuming this is the first uh, really spoken appearance of the hemorrhagic fever in camp. We see it again later. And actually, when we see it the next time. They get a cure. He, well, they get a treatment plan. Right. Which right. here we learn that probably ended up still uh, losing them several patients just because. They gave them water when they were thirsty. Well, not only that, but when they were. Uh, the, the last stage of the fever, their urinary output goes through the roof and they're just losing bodily fluids like crazy. And if you don't replace that, then they end up uh, going into shock and can die. Okay. But we don't learn that until the next time this shows up. Uh, but then also, there is a Soldier of the Month promotion from the Pentagon where they will send one lucky GI, I think, from each unit uh, to a week of R&R &R in Tokyo. Six days in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. For Soldier of the Month, the drudges, Frank Burns. Who is also... Oh, pardon me. Who is also put in charge of the Soldier of the Month quiz. Only because Pierce volunteered him. <laughs> well, he was put up in charge of the rat. Oh, patrol because, because Pierce volunteered him. We need somebody who can look a rat in the eyes. Who can meet him on his own terms. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Frank Burns. <laughs> so Frank B. 
becomes the rat control officer because the hemorrhagic fever, or fever, they didn't know what the official name was. Right. Uh, thought him okay, he came Yeah, was uh, passed on from lice and, uh, what was it, lice and... No. ticks that were on the mice that jumped off of them when the mice died and so he was put in charge of trying to clean up the rats that were complaining about all the people in their tents <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute line but anyway that's what ends up happening and Frank ends up getting the fever so then Hawkeye and BJ take over for the Soldier of a Month quiz, and Radar ends up winning. The episode ends with Frank getting better, and then the last scene is Radar coming back from R&R <laughs> under the guard of an MP apparently named Leonard, and Leonard turns Radar over to Colonel Potter along with a list of charges. So that's the episode in brief. Let's go through some of the details. Oh uh, my gosh, um, a major part of this was everyone sucking up to Frank Burns at first. Yeah. Dressing in their military best, mm -hmm. um, including Klinger, who wore everything GI right down to GI skivvies. To his underwear, which <laughs> yeah. are the correct type for the, the for sex man of he, my sex and or gender. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. um, love that part. But the, then Klinger went on to steal the answers to the quiz and write them all over his body. Yep. But he wrote them in order of the quiz. Yeah. So, which, two things. First of all, um, we apparently learned Colonel Potter's wife's measurements mm -hmm. because that's the combination to the safe 42 36 42 very interesting measurements yeah and uh then yeah when clinger writes those out at one point during the quiz he asks hawkeye what number was that and hawkeye said i don't know and i've been mixing them up but i learned them in the order <laughs> yeah you can't do that sir i learned history from the beginning <laughs> so that was cute uh so as he's answering, he's doing all kinds, because he wrote them all over yeah. his body. Instead of being smart and writing them down his arm or something, he wrote them all over. So he was like a contortionist answering yeah. the questions. Klinger, can you give us the answer? <laughs> and please limit your movements to the first, or was it to the seven basic ballet <laughs> poses, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Radar ends up winning... When finally, what was the question? Um, gosh, I can't remember the question, but the answer was Farragut. And Klinger said it backwards. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and Hawkeye gives him this questioning look, and BJ just says, he got it right. It's Farragut. He just said it backwards. <laughs> and Hawkeye goes, Ha! True or false? I can't remember that question either. But Klinger's response is, that ain't on the quiz. <laughs> yes, but how do you know? <laughs> and Radar points out that uh, he has the answers written all over him. 
He said that they were tattoos. But yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Jeff Maxwell playing Igor is also in on this little quiz. And it's great when they call on him for an answer. He goes, I was, I understood that there would be refreshments. <laughs> Wrong. Clinger. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Radar wins that as far as the fever goes. Yeah, I was wondering, I have a question about that. Tommy yeah. Mulcahy came with the answers to the fever, but where was yeah. he that he got those answers? So that's covered in the episode. I, don't, I can't remember where he was. Mm-hmm. He came back from a trip. Yep. Uh, I just have in my notes, Father Mulcahy found the answers to the fever. Yeah. He, Resist fluids. But I, it, I don't have written down where he was that he got these answers. Mm-hmm. I can't quite remember. It is mentioned in the episode. Um, but yeah, he goes and he finds it out from... A Japanese American who was going through old Japanese records because the Russians and the Japanese encountered the same thing in the 30s and what they found was that you have to restrict fluids oh, I said yes yes <laughs> because if you give them too many fluids um, <laughs> uh, a man can literally drown in their own fluids because they're like their kidneys shut down they suffer from acute renal failure so they're not getting rid of the fluids but they're thirsty and it's amazing how much that happens i have a cousin that died in his 30s very um you know not overweight not anything but he drank when he got home from 11 to 7 mm. and ate a meal and died of while he was sleeping mm. just things got too much yeah and so okay it, it, I, I just find it kind of amazing mm -hmm. that your body can just shut down yeah while you're sleeping mm -hmm. yeah okay sorry no. i mean to yeah. freak anyone out but yeah um <laughs> so yeah the russians and the japanese records yielded the name hemorrhagic fever and so it's like well we don't know a treatment but at least we know what to call it and frank had been on duty in post-op and he was prescribing uh just tons of iv just a lot of iv saline to these guys who were suffering from the fever mm -hmm. and bj and hawkeye came over and said we've got to stop this frank said well they're thirsty and they said yeah but look mm -hmm. at their their urinary output it's almost nothing and then they go to the last guy in line and say what's going on with him and frank said well his fever is broken he's fine and they're like he's also he's in, in shock. shock we've got to get both of these guys to the 121st evac that's 50 miles away yes but it's also where they have a kidney machine both of their kidneys have failed so they had to get them somewhere where that could be treated or else they would die i'm guessing they probably lost those two at least the the one that was the in one, shock yeah probably but but while know. frank had the fever it was quite funny because margaret talked him into making his last will and testament mm. and father came to write it down father mulcahy yeah. and he's like well we can't really do this now you must be of your sound mind and body and frank I said i don't think i was it's ever... okay father i don't think my mind was ever any better 
than the before the fever. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, oh, Frank. Yeah. You're so cute and stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, he, <laughs> mean. Uh, so, yeah, he leaves all of his property and his cars to his to the only woman who ever loved him. His wife. Louise. Mind you, this is all within earshot of Margaret. And his kids get the red book. Wait, uh, the get blue. The, uh, the, all the kickbacks from my prescription drugs, which are recorded in the red, red ledger. Not the Not blue one. Not the blue one that <laughs> I show the government. But the red one. There's <laughs> Margaret, my little real sunshine. I leave all my clothes. He was, I thought she was going to go smack him then. But she realized that he was sick and she, mm, she pulled waited. back a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, later at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, well, so, yeah, she helps him to the latrine when he's in that stage of the fever. And he's about to you know, have a very nice urination. Let's say that. Um, <laughs> and he's in there for a long time, and Hawkeye and BJ are standing outside worried about him, too. And uh, They're pacing in unison. It yeah, was, it's great. It Margaret's great. walking back <laughs> and forth, <laughs> and toward and away from the door, and Hawkeye and BJ kind of look like... Yeah. They kind of look like um, palace guards at <laughs> Buckingham Palace, because they just keep going back and forth. But uh, Frank comes out, how are you feeling, Frank? And we see Igor walking by with a cigarette. And Frank's like, put that out. Field strip it and then patrol this whole area. <laughs> oh, he's better. You're feeling better, Major Burns? Yes, Major Houlihan. Then come this way, please. And she takes him next to the tent, kind of out of her buddy's sight, and goes, next time you give away your clothes, give them to somebody your own size. And okay, she decks him. him. Right in the chin. Which... Yeah, the, the two comic. doctors see her walk away. They go around the corner and they kind of hustle up to him. What happened? She hit she, me in the chin. How'd she find it? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Mm. He doesn't have a chin because he's barefaced. Mm -hmm. But if you want to come on, we still like... Oh. <laughs> he, Larry Linville is dead. <laughs> he's been dead for a couple decades. So don't come <laughs> uh, A couple other memorable quotes. Great job. Uh when Hawkeye and BJ are ministering to Frank when he's in his sick bed um, Frank says well you're just being nice to me because I'm dying Frank you're not dying no you can be honest and Hawkeye says something to the effect of um, Frank look if we were the last two people on earth I'd never forget to send you a Christmas card just really? to show. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so great. And then also. And I think BJ was truly liking him, you know, because BJ hasn't yeah, been there as yeah, long. Yeah, I was going to say. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's had to put up with him for far longer. <laughs> and he knows his true personality. But BJ yeah. was, oh no, genuinely. genuinely saying you're my friend. Yeah. Later on, before Margaret got him to do his will. Uh, Frank is still convinced that he's dying, which I can't imagine what this feels like, but um, he says to her, Margaret, if I should die, look for me on the other side. Oh, yeah, I love I'll be waiting. 
Unless you see me with my wife, then pretend you don't, don't know, know me. me. <laughs> Even Lori looked up for that oh one. Oh my funny. goodness. Jeez. Not the brightest light bulb in the package. Jeez. Oh, gotta love to hate Frank, but yeah. doesn't he do a wonderful job with that? Oh yeah. No, Larry Linville is a great actor. I, I just love him. Yeah. Love to hate him. Yeah. Uh, guest stars, we see Father Mulcahy. And since he's not a main cast member, he, you know, is listed as a guest star. So William Christopher. Johnny Hamer as Sergeant Zelmo Zale. He's back in this episode. And then we also see Kelly Nakahara and Jeff Maxwell, even though when they weren't credited. I th Must have been in surgery or something. Could have been, yeah. I usually look for her. And I yeah. She's credited. I, I trust this page. I do, too. Uh, the production code was G... 514 so this is later. later this is about where we would have expected this one to be in the uh, production schedule and it first aired November 28th 1975 Yay, coming up on Christmas <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's it for these episodes if this was your first episode of Whiskey and Mash and you enjoyed what you uh, heard Please, you know, let us know. Send us an email. Hook up with us on Facebook. You can do that by heading over to our web page. Just go over to narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast section, navigate to Whiskey and Mash, and there will be links right there to our Facebook and to our email address. Also on that page are all of our back episodes. Each and every one of them is there as an MP3. You can either stream those right on the page or download them to your MP3 player. Or if you do the podcast thing, you can search iTunes or your favorite podcast application for Whiskey and Mash. Subscribe. And then each and every new episode that comes out will be downloaded directly to your podcast playing device. I'm impressed. That was very good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you practiced? I do that every week. <laughs> I know, but that was without a breath. I'm so impressed. So, but yeah, you know, please let us know that you're listening. And the best thing you can do to support this podcast is share it with a family member, a friend, a coworker, anybody who you think would enjoy listening to us ramble on about whiskey and mash. Uh, to watch the episodes, they're out on Netflix. Each and every one is out on Netflix. Otherwise... You know, I have the box sets, the original ones as they came out. You can find a complete series box set out there, uh, Mash Martinis and Medicine Collection. It's probably out on Amazon, or the individual seasons are out there, too. We encourage you to watch it. It's a great show. And watch to, it and come join us. Yeah, join us, join us next week. Until then, I'm Chris. And I'm Gloria. See you next time. <laughs>